Amanda Rocks. Amanda Rocks! Karaoke Oast from Oklahoma. Kind of makes me think of Oki from Muskogee. I think that was Merle Haggard. Anybody ever listen to Merle Haggard? We got uh, Sarah Late Ass Sparkles. They've been calling her Late Ass Sparkles because she's on time to everything and sparkly. So your motherfuckers gotta stop listening to me and start listening to these two females. And I mean, they're crazy. Like, you know, bad shit crazy. Get the kids to sit you know what I'm saying? Enjoy the show. Welcome to Afternoon Delight on Mutiny Radio. This is Amanda Rocks and... Delightful Dave. <laughs> Delightful Dave. And yeah, Sarah Rose. Sparkles isn't here. <laughs> she's she's in transition-ish to Ish. a transit vehicle and then... Oh, oh hold on. <laughs> oh, no microphone. Hold on. Oh, on. and hey. Bob O'Yale is here. All right. What microphone do you have there? What's that? What Number microphone? One. Number one. I'm holding up my finger. Okay. <laughs> fine, fine. Nice to see you, Pablo. All right, it's time for your weekly happy hour open mic with your host, James. Moira. We're going to play some music up top. Hey, what's up, guys? Yeah! <laughs> Clap! Clap your hands! What's up, Matthew? How we doing? We doing all right? Yes? No? Is this stage new? Has How long has this been here? Okay. I feel like I don't come here as much as I need to. Um, this is cool. Um, it is Friday. Um, Matthew's eating chili. Are you eating chili? Fuck yeah, dude. Um, there's still a little bit of music playing, so I don't feel like I should be talking yet, but I'm going to talk anyway. Um, I'm, my name is James. I'm half German, half black, uh, which is an interesting mix. Uh, Jeff, are you... I mean, come on, man. No, it's his bad. You're not getting bumped anymore, dude. You're not. Yeah. Jeff was going to be third or fourth, and now he's going to be... We'll see. We'll see. We'll see. 
This is the jerk. Yeah, the efficiency. Um, now I'm half German, half black. Uh, I used to get bullied uh, by this very large Jewish kid. He used to call me Negro Hitler, which I thought was pretty mean. Um, he used to say lots of mean things. He said, uh, if I was in charge, the Jews would have survived because the Holocaust would have started late. Just mean stuff, you know? Just a lot of mean jokes. Um, and I never knew whether to like beat his ass or apologize, you know what I mean? It was like, fuck you, racist. Also, I am really sorry about that Nazi business. Uh, that one is on us. Um, I read a lot of news on Facebook. I'm very, consider myself very educated. Thanks, guys. Uh, I saw an article, a pretty compelling headline recently. Uh, it said, uh, nigger ambush, so I clicked on it. <laughs> I was like, what did we do this time? Uh, up to our old tricks, it appears. Um, to my dismay, the article is actually about an ambush in Niger, like the country, right? Um, so I was reading it, but then I realized uh, Niger is a country in Africa, and I'm actually on foxnews.com, so I scrolled back up, and it actually did say nigger ambush. I had not misread... I had not misread the headline. Um, cool, guys. Um, I'm a brown person in San Francisco. Uh, there's some things that are inconvenient for me. One of them is walking behind women at night, actually. Uh, you know what I'm talking about. Because um, I'm a very fast walker, okay? So if you're walking in ahead of me, I will try and pass you. But up until the moment that I pass you, I will technically be chasing you, okay? That's just kind of how, how math works, George. Um, Sometimes I'm just walking behind like, you know, like a little white girl and I start to see her like physically like freak out, you know, like get nervous, which as a brown person, George, is a turn on. We all know that, right? No, I'm just kidding. Um, welcome, sir. Thank you, you here for the open mic? You're... Cool. Um, okay. It's kind of a self-serve process, but uh, cool, guys. Um, so yeah, sometimes uh, I'm walking behind, you know, like, like I'm walking fast behind a white girl. I see her start to freak out. Uh, turn on. We did that. There's raucous applause, I think, to that punchline. Um, such a lose-lose, right? You keep walking fast, you might get pepper sprayed, you might get tased, like I don't want to deal with that. So what I usually do is just walk really, really slow and let homegirl basically like escape. You know what I'm saying? Uh, and that mutiny is why black people are always late to stuff. Uh, now you know. Now you know. The irony is that I was actually late to coming here as well, so. Uh, but that's because I was hanging out with Jeff, who's my friend. Um, I, li I do cocaine on occasion. I'm, you know, I'm not proud of it, but it's true. Yeah, I know, whatever. Uh, do you guys feel like it's going to be harder to do cocaine? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> live comedy. You never know what to expect, what, what you're going to get with live comedy, Jeff. Um, ooh, that was cool. Um, do you guys feel like uh, it's going to be harder to do cocaine when Harriet Tubman is on the 20? Like, I think it's going to be, I think it's going to be harder for me, you know? Like seeing seeing that white powder on her on her weary black face, like I don't know, it's gonna be the juxtaposition is gonna be difficult for me, uh, and not only like because of the, dr I feel like she would just look at me like disappointed, you know, and not just because of the drugs, just because of the sheer number of like white people I'd be hanging out with, you know what I mean? It's like I didn't work this hard for you to be hanging out with Zane Barrett, James. Um. <laughs> cool, cool, cool. Um. We were uh, we were talking about uh, white. I was talking about white girls. Um, as long as I want, Nicole. 
What did he say? Who's, who's telling you lies? Oh, yeah. Apparently that, yeah. That, that I did not have any, that I didn't have any say in. So. <laughs> so you're now like number of like 20, I think. I think we're like bumping you further and further down. Um, so one of the most white girl things I've seen recently, I got in a lift line. I'm in the front. White girl gets in the back. Uh, she says to the driver, uh, please say my name. Uh, the driver did exactly what anyone would do in that situation. He put on Destiny's Child. Um, it was a good time for all of us. But she, so what she actually meant was she wanted him to like actually say like her name like from the app. Like that was her way of like confirming that the ride was hers. Um, her name was. I mean, we can all say it together. We all know her. it was Lindsay, obviously. Um, but uh, so I was like, so when I get in the car, I usually like, hey, is this for James? Like I was like, why didn't you just do it that way? And she says, because um, one time I got in the car, I said, is this for Lindsay? The guys just said yes. He was not a Lyft driver. I got in the wrong car, and he just started driving away. Like he started like basically like trying to abduct me, which is nuts. Um, and at first I was like, holy shit, what a terrible person to like try to abduct this white girl. But then I thought to myself, well, I'm just chilling at a red light in my Volkswagen Golf and some like attractive white girl gets in my car. Like I wouldn't abduct her per se, but I think I'd roll with it for just a bit, you know? You know what I mean? Like, hey, is this for Lindsay? It's like, it can be. Let's go get a kombucha or something. Um, okay, cool. Well, that's it for me, guys. You can clap if you want. I don't know. You can. Um, we have a great we have a great lineup here, and then like a very long set from Ash and Tate. If you guys want to stick around for that, uh, I think he's practicing for what is he gonna be on? Cobbs. Cool. Um, okay, sweet. Well, um, your next comic, a uh, very funny guy. He runs a room at Grant and Green Saloon in North Beach. It is a very fun mic, and it is the reason that I'm hungover every fucking Wednesday. Uh, he runs it with Travis Seelan, but guys, make it loud for Cole Chapman. <laughs> is neat how's it going diamond dave you hang you still you doing well you're an old man i should just get off stage man this is <laughs> he's just crushing right out the gate i don't know man uh <laughs> what were you saying earlier you had some great words of wisdom and i'd like to what was the organic one Oh, we don't need a full story. I just want to... <laughs> okay. <laughs> Cast a wide net, yes. Find the common thread, yes. Let the light flourish, yes. Yes, don't panic, just keep it organic, everybody. Yes! Take that to heart, goddammit. You're like a walking, talking Tumblr page, and I love you. Uh, <laughs> please, please come to my birthday party uh, next year, please. Uh, I will let you know. Oh, cool, dude. <laughs> this is how mics are run. <laughs> Just whisper from across the room, Paul, you're next. We're going to have a, a tall white dude power hour. Oh, boy, can't wait. Hope you're into it. Okay, that door's open. I don't even, I'm not even going to do material, clearly. Uh, all right. What do I want to talk about, man? I don't know. Uh, I got. Uh, <laughs> I thought he was coming back in. <laughs> I'm back. Keep it organic. We get it. Um, 
Yeah, man, that guy is, uh, he is old, clearly. Uh, the crazy part is, is my parents are only like 10 years away from that, if that, uh, which is fucking terrifying. <laughs> if my parents wake me up every day with some like rhyming advice <laughs> for the rest of their days, I am just going to kill myself. I can't, I don't think I could outlast that. That's a, that's a bit much. I don't know. I like talking to my parents now uh, because they're old and they just tell me how it is, but they're too nice. So they don't tell me directly how it is. They kind of dance around the issue. Uh, and the new thing is to... Uh, <laughs> Tell me that I look like you know what I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna skip to some other stuff guys this is I don't, I don't care about this material let's do something else guys I'm in a relationship yay hooray can you imagine that I can't uh, but I'm in one now and it's great because single life is terrible uh, single is like something you look at when you're in a relationship like oh god I can't wait to be in that and then you get in there and you're like no wait come back. Uh, and then you're just stuck in that for like three ish years or whatever uh, it was terrible uh, mostly because. As soon as I got back into the single game, I realized I have like absolutely no game. Like it's just not a thing I have. Like I'm just a just a weird kind of guy. Like my winking thing is really what throws it off. I don't know if you've ever seen me wink, uh, but I kind of look like a possessed doll come to life. And then yeah, like this is how I wink. Like a full, <laughs> full lash down, slow <laughs> action for this side of the crowd. It's very upsetting. It is very upsetting. Someone once told me it's like, hey man, you know how people hear music. When they fall in love for the first time, I just hear Ring Around the Rosie <laughs> sung by a missing orphan. You know what I mean? <laughs> like, la, 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 la. Like, it's just terrible. It's awful. Uh, but what's worse, I think, is uh, I carry a backpack everywhere I go because I like to be prepared. You know, it's got all my snacks and my food and my umbrella and my books and my notebooks and all kinds of stuff. Maybe a laptop if I'm feeling ambitious, you know. But I can't ever take that to a bar and then go pick someone up because there's nothing less sexy them being like, you want to get out of here? And she's like, yeah. You'd be like, let me just get my Jansport. <laughs> you put it like that. Shit. Like, all right, let's get out of here. Like, that is not a sexy move. Ah, it's not a funny joke either. But you know what? We try. That's what we're here for. Right, guys? Right, guys? Yeah. Hell yeah, James. Thanks for the only applause we're getting tonight. <laughs> Thanks, dude. <laughs> I just uh, put my snot all over the mic. Perfect. <laughs> You're welcome, everybody. This is why I go first. <laughs> And disinfect the shit later. Um, <laughs> uh, yeah, but I'm in this relationship now, uh, which is really nice. Um, but the craziest part about it is we kind of started off in a weird way in that by our fourth date, she got into like a crazy accident, right? And like had to go to the hospital. It's not a joke. It's just a real thing. And then from now on, like I've started to realize uh, that I can't complain about anything in the relationship. Uh, and I couldn't really complain about anything before because like as a white straight dude like in Trump's America like I really have nothing to complain about as is you know what I mean I'm like, my sports team lost and everyone else is like everything is burning I'm like yeah but 49ers are bad right <laughs> you guys feel me on this I don't know like every time I complain to her especially after the accident she she just shuts me down completely you know like uh, 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 she's like she, she always like confide a little bit and then just tell, pull the rug out from me uh, so like I'll be like oh man uh, you know oh, I guess my sports team lost and she's like oh that sucks you know what else sucks flying 60 miles an hour out of the bus window that sucks that's uh, that's not good <laughs> that's not fun I'm like okay that's a good point but, you know, I'm kind of nervous about doing stand-up later. She's like, oh, you're nervous about talking for five minutes about your penis? Well, you know, you know what else <laughs> I was nervous about? Getting a traffic nail ledged <laughs> into my leg. And you had to pull it out, and I almost lost it. I was nervous about losing my leg. But, yeah, your thing sounds hard, too. I was like, yeah, okay. <laughs> All right, babe. Thanks. Thanks, babe. Oh, boy. Do I have anything to close it out with? Absolutely not. But that's the mutiny tradition. So, everybody, please give it up for James Laura. 
and I'm just fine. Guys, make it loud for Cole Chapman once again. That's pretty crazy about your girlfriend. So she was ejected from a bus window? Yeah, hell yeah. What, was it Muni? Yeah. No. Oh. Shit, dude. Yeah, man. Wait, did this happen recently? Yeah. Whoa, wait, dude. Did it tip? Did it tip over? Yeah, I'm on one Oh, dude. Uh, my friend texted me a picture of that. Holy shit. That's fucking crazy. I actually knew someone else that was on that bus that somehow, like, fucking was fine, though. Not to, like... Yeah. Jeez, man. I'm not trying to, like, be an asshole. That's just crazy. That's, that's wild, dude. Is she good now? Yeah, she's fine. Okay. Well, that's good. Fuck yeah. Uh, okay. Well, sorry to fucking be a downer. Uh, okay. Yeah, yeah. Sorry. Sorry about that. I'll, I'll give it to you, yeah. I'll let you accept that. Um, guys, your next comedian uh, is not going to be a downer, hopefully, or maybe he will be. I don't know. Very, uh, very tall, very lovely man, ha- hailing from Concord. This the 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 king of Concord comedy. Some have been calling him. Give it up, guys. Yeah, I just said on this radio. Give it up for Paul Conyers. Suck it, Matt Gubser and Andrew Orolfo, king of Concord comedy, right here. I've been to Punchline once. Uh, do you guys uh, do you guys notice anything different about me? No leg thing. No leg thing. I just got. I just came from the physical therapist an hour ago. I shit you not. He said I don't have to wear it anymore. So now I just have to deal with like the fact that I've lost like every ounce of like leg mass in that leg. And uh, this isn't funny at all, but, you know, this is my platform and I wanted to scream it from a mountaintop, but I'll settle for an independent AM radio station. So (laughs) shut your fucking mouth, man. That was was private. (laughs) Something you and I shared. Um, This is cool. I I, I got I had a weird heckler yesterday. Um, I was over at Slate in San Francisco and uh, the I was in the middle of a really, really not funny joke. And um, this really, really intoxicated guy jumped up and he was like, hey, I got something to say. I was like, all right, Ice Cube, come on up here. Let's hear what it, what it is. And uh, he was like slurring his words and he was like, I want to know how we found fossil bones and fish bones and leaf bones, but we haven't found anyone from the Bible. <laughs> what a, it was an especially weird leap because he was wearing the largest cross necklace I've ever seen in my life. So he was having like a really hard day with his faith and he just needed to express that. Uh, fish bones are found on dinner plates and leaf bones don't exist though. So, uh, <laughs> so there's that. Um, all right, what do I want to talk about? I I so okay, I don't I don't like smoke and I've never really done drugs. Um and uh, I but I kind of wish I I did because like I hate the idea that those theater troops from middle school that told us not to do drugs like got a win out of me. You know, like I hate I hate that they think that I'm like a a, a check in the right box. That that bothers me. Um when I was in 7th grade, uh 
a theater troupe came to our assembly and performed and everything that they said has been burned into my skull for the last like 17 years. Um, the theater troupe was called nightmare on puberty street. And, uh, <laughs> yeah. Are you serious? You saw that. I'm not, I'm not saying you were in it, dude. You're like younger than me. <laughs> But no, they but they did come and they they were like our age, but dressed like how they think kids would dress with like overalls, like a button down, like whoa, that's us. And they they would go, you know, get up, get off your feet, get up. It's not Mayor on Puberty Street, and that was their whole thing. And they would take us through, you know, all the things that we as thirteen year olds would go through in middle school. And uh, one of the things that they showed us how to do was was how to turn down when you get offered heroin. Because you remember in seventh grade, you couldn't walk into a bathroom without someone offering you heroin. And here's, here's the actual solution that they showed us and they played it out where they, you know, because they'll have like, oh, you, you should offer an alternative when someone's offering you drugs. And uh, so the kids were like, hey, you want to go do heroin? and then the girl would, was like why don't we go play baseball and then in the next scene they were playing fucking baseball I shit you not <laughs> that is so nonsensical because like no one's ever been like at shortstop like alright two out we gotta run around for ah oh, shoot I'm supposed to be on the hard H that's right my crippling addiction they made like they made heroin sound way more shareable than it is in real life. I, I mean, I've never done heroin, but I know like a few people that are on it pretty hard and they're not into like just they're not like Carol from your work where she just walks. Around, you guys have got to try this heroin. Oh, my gosh. Can't keep it to myself. I've got to stop. I'm going to get so skinny. Um, I never. uh I never smoked either, like I said, but smoking almost killed me one time. Uh, and I'm not talking about like secondhand smoke, which isn't like a thing. I, I just learned that. Did you guys know that secondhand smoke like that doesn't cause death? That's yeah, that's weird. Feel like someone should go to jail for that. You can't just like make up diseases. But um, anyway, uh, so, uh, you know, I got one minute. There's no way I'm getting through this. Let's do a hard shift. Um I'm going <laughs> to, there's no way, uh, it's not, I don't even think it's a good story, but, uh, anyway, no, I'm just, uh, I'm going to give the time back to the room. I'm super psyched that my leg is, is getting better. Um, I'm going to, uh, to Bakersfield tomorrow guys, and I'm going to, uh, have my first headline gig. So that's pretty cool. So, um, thank you. Anyway, thank you. I guess, I guess that means get the fuck off the stage. All right. Thank you. Get up to give it up for Paul and his uh, his his shameless self promotion there at the end. The quick plug. Let us all know how well you're doing. I will thank you for not. Thanks for not adjusting the mic stand to your level. Uh, that's always embarrassing for me. Um, guys, your next comic uh, is another tall white man. Um, not quite as upbeat as Paul, but every bit as funny. Give it up for Graham Galway. Don't you guys love that feeling when you start dating someone and they show you a picture of their ex and it's like a way more attractive picture of you? I'm just saying, I really love following Paul Conyers. It's wonderful. Uh, all right, so elephant in the room. 
I've been having the same questions all week. I'm just going to give you the answers without the questions. Uh, yes, yes, no, yes. Why? I heard Steph Curry was going to Cleveland, and I just couldn't deal with that. So that's where we are. Um, no. <laughs> but thank you, Bryce. So, yeah. Like, most of you people know I'm fairly new to comedy. And, like, we have these terms. Like, if you if you do poorly, we say you bombed. If you do really well, we say you killed. And like, I have a lot, a lot of practice bombing, which is fine. You know, you, you have to, you have to get better at it. But then I read something disheartening in the paper. Um, this kid, this 14 year old kid, his very first time he goes out and he kills. Like he doesn't just kill, he blows the walls off that place. I can't remember the name, it was some nightclub in Fallujah. <laughs> What I'm saying is that kid has a bright future ahead of him. I should wear a vest. Anyway, um, I am looking at my phone because I'm having that kind of week. Oh, yeah. So the last woman I dated, she used to complain that I didn't compliment her enough. And like, I'm plenty insecure, so I immediately tried to remedy the situation. And when I told her that I really admired how much uh, time she spent volunteering at the free clinic, it turns out that was not something that a woman wants to hear while she's wearing lingerie. That's on me. So then I tried to fix it. The next compliment I paid her, I said that lingerie looks so much better on you than it did in the catalog. And it, tur and it turns out that was not something she wanted to hear at dinner with her parents. I'm doing great up here. Um, let's see, let's try this one again. Uh, so we've all been, well, Cole left. Some of you are probably following the news. For the last few years, the Black Lives Matter movement has been telling the police, please stop shooting black people. And the police have said, no. And I, I just feel like in, in the name of, you know, affirmative action, racial equality, can't the police just shoot a lot more white people? Wouldn't that work out better? It, especially because it's actually cheaper for police if they shoot white people, because you don't have to plant drugs on us. No matter what, like, Ian, when was the last time the police fucked with you? See? We're always holding. No matter what, we always have something on us. If the police shot me today and they found what I have in my bag, I would look like a scumbag on CNN. They don't have to do as much work. There's more to that joke, but I kind of forgot it. Uh, what else can I give you? All right, let's try this one. Um, so I recently went on a date, which for me is a big deal. Thank you, James. Thank you, James. And uh, then I got ghosted, because I, I have my personality. And, but it took me like a week to realize I'd been ghosted. So I send her a text. I say, it was nice meeting you. I'm sorry it didn't work out. Not because I want to get her back, just because I want to fill her, fill her with regret and self-loathing and all those things that are going to poison the next relationship when her soulmate comes along. To my surprise, I get a text back from her mother. Apparently, night after our date, she was walking home from work, got hit by a drunk driver, died in the ambulance. I know. I know, it sounds tragic, but that was not my first reaction. My first reaction was 
thank God, she didn't ghost me. Not in the traditional sense. But she didn't, she didn't, God damn it, when Ken Suzuki's the only one who laughs. I know I've written a Ken Suzuki joke. It, George, was that one minute? All right. Uh, I lost my train of thought. Anyway, so I sent a text back to her mother saying, well, well, glad she didn't reject me. And then her mother ghosted me, and that was predictable. Um, but I tried to look on the bright side, you know, like maybe her mother's dead too. Another Ken Suzuki joke. God damn. Um, this has been awful, but it's good to be on the mic. So, <laughs> James, thanks anyway. Yeah. Nice. Clap for Graham, please. Clap, clap your hands. I went on a date on Monday and have uh, been ghosted as well, Graham. Um, do you guys think it's appropriate to Venmo request the bill if you get ghosted? What do you guys think? No. Why not? Like half? Huh? Is it? Dude, people? Anyway, wait, that's, this is a, I'm in a lot of pain. Um, guys, your next comic is not in a lot of pain. He's just in a great mood. He's wearing a great jacket and, uh, he's, I would, is the first, uh, not white comic other than myself to be up on the stage. And that's pretty cool. Give it up for Stefan Massey. Thank you, James. Graham, uh, I think uh, this has been pretty bad, but it's good to be on mic. It should be the motto of every open mic. Uh, <laughs> all right, non-Ken Suzuki laugh out the gate, starting strong. Uh, <laughs> so people last year were getting up in arms a lot about all the uh, Confederate statues around the country that were, that were getting taken down, rightly so. Um, but really, I think we should take it a step further. Uh, I think uh, we should just get rid of all statues, period because all statues are, uh, are, every statue is a monument to oppression. No exceptions, no pun intended. Uh, the Washington Monument, you know, he was a slave owner, for God's sake, and you know, it's also just clearly overcompensating. Uh, da Vinci's David, you know, it's just an over-idealized version of the male form, an impossible standard no one could ever measure up to, as well as a very awkward moment for any family of tourists alone in the room with a naked man. Uh, and, you know, the Statue of Liberty, it was just given to us by the French so they could have something else to lord over us besides everything that they already do. <laughs> you know, if you want to honor someone, uh, just tell me, give them a plaque and tell me what it was they did that you think made them so deserving of it. Like, don't just show me a majestic rendition of a supposed hero and tell me to take your word for it that they were the gold standard for humanity. Woo! Uh... <laughs> To any, uh, as any of you who've been patient enough to have a conversation with me for more than five minutes are aware, I'm something of a cinephile. Uh, I've seen uh, just about all the Oscar bait for this year, um, and a lot of them, uh, one thing a lot of the movies have in common is an actor by the name of Michael Stuhlbarg. Uh, I, most of you probably don't know who that is by name, but if I showed you a picture, you'd be like, oh, that guy. One of those character actors. Uh, he's in The Shape of Water, Call Me By Your Name, and The Post. Uh, he, like, he only did the, the you know, blacklist scripts these, this year, I guess. Um, he is also uh, one of the best things about one of the most infuriating films I have ever seen, Men in Black 3. That's right. 
I'm here with scorching hot takes about everyone's favorite uh, blockbuster from over half a decade ago. Uh, Men in Black 3 is a cookie cutter blockbuster uh, made uh, 10 years after the last entry in the franchise, pretty much because Will Smith needed a hit and he hadn't done any movies in four years. Uh, but the best thing about the movie is also uh, one of the worst things. It has great ideas uh, hidden uh, in a bland cash grab from the Fresh Prince. So you get about 90 minutes of dad jokes, uh, and then this alien comes in, the aforementioned Mr. Stuhlbarg, and this guy breathes life into this movie, uh, for me, anyway, because this alien uh, can not only see the past and the future, but he can see alternate versions of reality that might have happened or could still happen. Uh, and, you know, and Jay is like, wow, that's incredible. And I will never forget this line because <laughs> Michael Zorbarg turns to Will Smith and he says, actually, it's a huge pain in the ass. And I myself happen to have a photographic memory. And that is a tragically similar exchange to just about every conversation I've had about that facet of myself. Uh, the other day I recalled with unfortunate clarity a passionate fling I'd had that, that went bad and uh, then I got to relive all the icky emotions like it was happening yesterday. Uh, anyway, I'm just trying to make myself sad at this point, so uh, if this is coming to any kind of points, I guess they would be uh, don't give people with quirky conditions uh, your hot takes on how they're wired and uh, also there's way too many forgettable white people in movies these days, so I hope uh, Get Out wins everything it's nominated for. Um, I watch a lot of TV too. <laughs> One silent clap for Get Out. Uh, thanks, thanks. Uh, <laughs> I watch way too much TV, too. Uh, I just finished uh, marathoning the two most recent seasons of The Americans, a wonderful spy drama on FX. Um, and there's a plot point in um, the most recent season where, wherein uh, this exchange student is getting bullied, and it's, his, his bullying is actually part of larger machinations to, to get him to want to leave the country. And, like, how awesome would it be if all your childhood trauma could, like, actually be explained away as part of, like, la a larger game that, you know, was just, like, spycraft? Like, man, it's, it's so awesome that I wasn't hated by everyone in school. It was just things beyond my control happening. Um, okay, yeah, let's 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 leave it on a, a wonderful note like that. <laughs> Give it up for Stefan. One of the highest words per minute uh, dictations here at Mutiny Radio. That was very impressive. Um, a lot of information was just <laughs> broadcast to the public guys your next comic uh what what kind of what is there even to say about this man um he's currently uh undergoing a strategic rebrand as an east bay comic um a man who who has uh who considers himself one of the greatest comics uh in the bay area maybe even the world a uh, good friend of mine a uh, very very cute very attractive man um, and we run a show together that we might do at some point in the future, who knows, called Talking Loudly. Uh, we have a website, so we better do it again. Uh, guys, give it up for the pretty funny Jeff Dean. That's right. East Bay comedy, baby. It's better. It's better than San Francisco comedy, despite the fact... And, that's, and guys, that's despite the fact that Paul Conyers is on our team. So, <laughs> all right. <laughs> Um, I, I got a new girlfriend, pretty excited. Yeah, thank you. Uh, we're getting pretty serious. She met my family. My family, they love her. Too much for my liking, I think. Um, 
Like she met my mom. We were about to leave. My mom took us aside. She's like, oh my God, Jeff and Kat, Kat and Jeff, you guys are so perfect for each other because Kat, you're so smart and responsible. And Jeff, you need that. You need that. So I didn't feel very good. Um, we watched a lot of movies together. The other day we were watching, we were, we were looking for a movie on Amazon uh, and Big Daddy with Adam Sandler, we scrolled by and I was like, oh my God, I love Big Daddy. You want to watch that? Like, I've already seen it, but it's okay. I'll watch it again. I'll gladly watch it again. And she's like, we, it, she's like, it's, it's probably terrible. I'm like, no, this is not like other Adam Sandler movies. It's sentimental. It's funny. It's great. And she's like, oh, it's not, it's not a prime movie. We'd have to pay for it. I'm like, baby girl, don't you worry about that. Okay. <laughs> I got that shit on DVD, okay? <laughs> so I pull out the DVD player, I have to unpack it, find all the cords, you know? And uh, I'm excited. We're watching the movie. She's not even fucking paying attention, okay? She, goes, she gets up to go to the bathroom. I pause it because I'm a gentleman. She's like, don't worry about it. Don't worry about it. I'll listen. I'm like, you'll listen? I'm watching this. For, I've seen this. We're do, I'm doing this for you, you know? What the fuck? It's very frustrating. She starts doing her nails. She's like, no, I'm watching. I'm still watching. Um, I was livid. And then, uh, like, I, 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 I was so invested in this movie. Like, I felt like I made the movie. Like, this is probably, like, what premieres feel like for the director of a movie. Like, I'm not even Adam Sandler. I'm watching this. I'm like, please, like, like I'm more, like, I'm, I'm when there's a, supposed to be a laugh and she doesn't laugh, I'm more upset than like if she wouldn't laugh at my stand-up. <laughs> anyway, it's over. I'm like, that wasn't that great? She's like, no, you know, it was okay. I didn't really like it. I'm like, well, you weren't even paying attention. Then she looks, up, she looks it up on Rotten Tomatoes and shows it to me. It has a 40%. So she was right. I'm a fucking idiot. I, it was embarrassing, honestly. I fucking hate Rotten Tomatoes. It ruins everything. Even if I watch a movie and I hate it, and then I look it up on Rotten Tomatoes, and it has a good rating, like a 90-something. I'm like, obviously I'm stupid. I didn't, I missed some sort of underlying motif or something. Like, if I want to feel that dumb after doing something, I'll just read a, a poem that doesn't rhyme or something. That's how it feels. So, I don't suggest movies anymore. Because I have a bad taste in movies, I found. Anyway... Um, we're not, but you know, we, we're a spontaneous couple. We're not, we don't just watch TV. Thank you. Yeah. We don't just watch, we don't just watch movies all day. We do tons of things. We watch TV shows also. Yeah. Um, we're, we're trying to find a new TV show. If anyone has suggestions, it's always stressful watching. We're like, you know, you watch the first episode. You're like, are we going to watch this whole show? You know, I don't know. You know, like. What if, what if she likes it? Or what if I like it and she doesn't like it, you know? Then it's like, we can't watch that show anymore. What if she likes it and I don't like it? Then we got to watch like all five seasons of that show. And not because she control, people are like, is she controlling? She makes you watch the show? No, I just, I, I really, I want her to like me, you know? I just don't want to disappoint her. Um, I got fired recently. Yeah. People, you guys are probably like, Jeff, are you still talking about that? And it's like, you were talking about that like eight months ago. No, I got laid off eight months ago, okay? I got fired this time. 
it's pretty doesn't feel very good getting fired he came in I could, I could tell it was happening it was just me and him and I, the weird thing I felt worse for him I was like I was like it's okay I've never fired anyone but I it sounds it sounds like it would be terrible don't worry don't like I was I was helping him through it I was like I that's why I didn't work very hard. I don't want to be in a position where I'd ever have to fire someone. So I'm so sorry. Anyway, I'm Jeff Dean. That's my time. Thanks, guys. Guys, give it up for Jeff East Bay Dean. Um, so, guys, what Jeff did was, uh, to the newer comics out there, he did a very brave thing. He came up with very little written material. And uh, he employed a comedic tactic known as riffing. And we all enjoyed it greatly. Is that fair to say, Jeff? I wrote all that. Oh, okay. Well, in that case. No, guys, give it up for Jeff. Give it up for Jeff. What a guy. What a guy. Uh, your next comic is sitting right here. Um, very, very funny guy. I'm sure he's going to uh, brighten the mood. Give it up for Ken Suzuki. Oh, thank you. Please, no. No, 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 don't laugh at the Ken Suzuki jokes. You don't want any one of those degenerates, do you? Oh, I know what you guys are thinking. Oh, who hired the knockoff Steve Byrne? We didn't pay for this. No, you didn't, but it's an open mic, cocksucker, because you get what you fucking pay for. Uh, I'm glad I'm recording this set. I got all my sets recorded because when I publish the transcripts, that will be my beautiful suicide note. I know what you're thinking, but Ken, you're breaking all the rules of prose when writing your suicide notes. I know. Free-form suicide notes. I will write, this will be my Ulysses of fucking suicide notes. Oh my god, how is everybody doing? It looks like the, the light is on me, the room is full of darkness. We're enjoying ourselves, aren't we? Yeah, we are. And if we're not, well, hey, too bad. You got me for another three and a half minutes. Don't worry. The glass behind you is glass. If you need to cut yourselves while doing it, while listening to me, go ahead. Uh, marriage is an interesting thing. It is. Um, it's like I, find, I came to a realization. My wife and I, we're polyamorous, uh, which means we're unattractive. Now... It's funny, because like when I got, when I found out, when I learned what polyamorous was, I just thought it meant that I'd be married to her and to all of her issues for the rest of my life. But no, apparently what it means is I am now plugged into a network of equally mediocre looking people well, you know, that I can also have my way with. It's really interesting. You don't see any hot couples that are polyamorous. You don't see people at the highest ends or the lowest extremes. And I think it's because if you're a 10 or you're a 1 or a 2, you are secure and you know what your options are. So when you finally decide to settle down with that one person, you can say to yourself, this, I know this is the best that I can do. But when you're stuck in the middle, you're like, is this the best I can do? Maybe I can straight up. I don't know, it's still early in my life. Like I know I'm driving this Corolla right now, but you know, maybe I'll be able to one day afford my friend's Porsche. But you won't afford your friend. You can never afford your friend's Porsche. You don't even live in the same neighborhood as Porsche drivers. You're just a bunch of suburbanites driving around town, trading out each other's Corollas for each other's Scions and Civics. 
uh, I hope that's a very dehumanizing analogy. I really do. <laughs> oh, where do we go from here? I don't know. Um, you know that death is like eh, stigmatized. It's just a thought. You guys have heard or heard everything I have up to that. That was what I was working on. You know, um, I don't know. I'm. We're a couple that we do weird shit. Like we had, we we foster cats because I guess that's what fucking I don't know millennial couples are supposed to do. Uh, but living with them, I've come to the realization that you know cats are often compared to women. What I mean is that analogy really fair? I mean, sure you can find them both in shelters. The cat's never thrown up on my dick. It's never happened. I will. It is very young. But they have sharp teeth and small mouths. Selfies. Oh, please take your fucking videos. Uh, this is me. I am going to be known as the unbookable comic. But... You know, when you walk the crazy guy... You know you have a fucking future. Like, the microphone stand becomes an instrument of death. You want to, like, just beat someone to death with it sometimes. I don't... <laughs> like, this is hard enough to literally cause damage. And it's also, like, on a, it's on a cord, so you can throw it out and pull it back. Which is good if you ever want to commit assault and battery. Uh... This will be my, this is my magnum opus right here. Really, this is as far as my career will ascend. And that's okay. Uh, that is okay. I really wish that was close at the end of my life, though, knowing that this is where you're going to peter out. But, I mean, if not... I don't know. I really wish that I had the balls to kill myself. Thank you. <laughs> Ending on a ending on a sobering note there. Uh, also, thanks for fucking walking the crowd, Ken. Um, one audience member, no longer. Um, Jeff, sure. Where? You, hey, what, what city are you uh, heading back to? What city do you live in now? <laughs> All right, thanks, man. All right. All right. See you, Jeff. Um, Guys, of the nine pre-signed spots, uh, three of them showed up for their allotted time. So go pre-sign on Facebook. Uh, that's a cool system. Uh, all of them have been banned, including Tracy, who still sit is sitting here for some reason, even though I've told her multiple times. Yeah, we're going to slot you in. Um, yeah, I got you. I was kidding. I was JK. One of the people I'm bumping is sitting right there, guys. You'll see her all over. She was in Sketchfest, might continue to be in Sketchfest in present tense. Is it over yet or is it still going? Oh, it's happening? Oh, hell yeah. Guys, give it up for Nicole Kalasich. Hey, that fucking festival won't end. It's such a pain in the ass. Uh, I'm really tired. I'm tired all the time. Um, I'm sorry to Ken, who's gone now, so whatever. Sorry that you didn't hear. You're sorry. Um, let's see. I realized today... Uh, I don't know if it's just a woman thing. Doesn't this sound feminist? Uh, it's a woman thing or uh, it's a gen general thing. Maybe it's just that I hang out with more women than men in general. But I wish I had the energy to be petty. Like, I don't think I'm a nice person so much as I am too exhausted to break down 
superficially what's wrong with Ian, for example. <clears throat> I mean, you're doing great. By all, I mean, if you haven't like murdered or raped anyone, I truly, you're like my best friend. <laughs> I'm like, you're fine. You're acceptable. I don't care. Uh, this is more like an idea that I'm trying to roll with and anything with a good punchline yet. Um, let's see. I've been thinking about how much I need to poop right here in this tightly packed space, but I'm too anxious a person to do that to myself and all of you to do that in that room right next to me. But it did occur to me the irony of like feeling scared to take a shit in a tightly packed space when the best thing that could happen to you is the release of a tightly packed space. Um, that was cute. I've been pressured into sex before. I have by my mom. Uh, picture it, 13 years old, walking down the beach by some other bitch's bat mitzvah. Did I get a bat mitzvah? No. Did I deserve one? No, I'm not Jewish. But I didn't get a quinceanera either, so still bitter. Um, walking by some bitch's bat mitzvah, and my mom tries to give me like a little sex talk, like a little pep talk, like, hey, hey, mija. I never got me head, but I always wanted to. I'm not Mexican, I'm Bolivian. I love the way it sounds. Like, hey, Mija, if you want to get out there, it's, that's all good. You do you. I believe in you. I know you can get it. Do you feel like you're getting the pep talk right now? I have a very maternal look. Also, I realize how contradictory this is that I said I don't have the energy to be petty, but I have held it against every single person in this room that no one's told me my hair looks cute. I just got it cut. <laughs> um... Thank you, Ian. Ian knows how to suck up. Um, uh, no, sure. And I told my mom, I was like, I'm cool. Like, I don't need, I don't need to do that yet. I don't, mom, stop it. Like, I wanted a Brady Bunch mom. I didn't want such a like hippy dippy, sex positive mother. I described my mom as like Latina Stevie Nicks with no musical talent. So just a lot of shawls and way too many feelings. Isn't that a lot? Nobody really wants to hang out with Stevie Nicks if she's not singing a song. It's just a lot of energy. Uh, and my mom, on that day, until the day I lost my virginity, thought I was a huge loser. <laughs> How long do you think it was till I lost it? What's your guess? You're a pretty girl. 16, is that when you lost it? You lost it at 20? All right, two losers! Hanging out. That's why we're here. You're a babe. And I have good days, so <laughs> I couldn't give it away, could you? I tried. It was a mustache. Yeah, Kim Kardashian wasn't a thing yet, so people weren't ready for like olive-toned brown-themed girls. Brown-themed? That's what we are. That's how I'm describing race. Brown-themed. Uh, I did tell my mom when I lost my virginity, which was 21, I did it because at that point I was like, it's just kind of amazing it took this long and it's almost charming, right? And I feel like she put so much thought, like she wanted to be, by that age, I could appreciate how meaningful it is to have like an open sex positive mom who would try to support you from the get-go, right? Isn't that dope? And she told me even then, she was like, I lost mine at 14. I was like, too many details. I'm good. Um... Uh, and I called her to tell her at 21, and she literally was like, what? And then hung up on me. <laughs> Still thinks I'm a giant loser. <laughs> <laughs>
pretty, pretty outstanding. Oh, hey, what's up? Mr. 25, big 25. When did you lose your virginity, Ashton? 18. Oh, fuck you, seriously? <laughs> Even Ashton? God damn it. Anyway. I mean, fine. I mean, would you have guessed? I don't want to ask. Oh, no, that's rude. Was that really 22? Uh, 17. You lost it at 17? No, I wasn't. <laughs> but he said 22. You can burn in hell, Ashton. I hate your guts. God damn. <laughs> this, this took a turn, James. <laughs> Nobody thought I could fucking get laid before 22. I hate everyone here. Well, you said 16. My only friend in the room. Thank you so much. Everyone else, suck my dick. Thank you. Love you. Guys, please no, please no outbursts to the performers, if possible. Um, I lost my virginity not on my birthday, but on my mom's birthday, which was not on purpose. But uh, I remember the night of, I was 18, and I was like, oh, it's January. Oh, wow, it's my mom's birthday. So every time my mom gets older, I'm like, got it in that day. So... Just kind of a cool thing. Um, is that weird? That's eh, a little weird. It wasn't because it was my mom's birthday. Just like things just, just kind of how things. I did not call her, no. Hey, happy birthday, mom. Also, guess what? <laughs> this one Cuban girl. Uh, anyway, um, she was Cuban. Um, guys, your next, com oh, there he is right there. Uh, your next comic, very funny guy. Um, him and I, uh, I think, collaborated in show. <laughs> I would just say him and I collaborated in shutting down the Larkin open mic because we were like the last show that they ever had and they were like, we can't do this shit anymore. So um, guys, give it up for Dwat Mai. We got shut down and we were the best of the best, right? Remember that? Hey, uh, how's it going, guys? So uh, I'm 37 now and I lost my virginity. I figured I'd jump in here with, I lost my virginity when I was 40. <laughs> One of these days, I'm gonna. You guys laugh at that because you guys think I'm telling the truth, and I can sense it. I can sense it. Am I? I can't. I can't tell you. I can't tell you. Anyways, um, hey, uh, I got a friend. And she has a gap tooth. I look around, and I don't see anybody with a gap tooth. Right? Nobody has a gap tooth here, right? Right? Okay. So she goes, "You, you'll never know how it feels, right? That's like a. a it settles in your heart, right?" It's like you could open the heart up and see a gap tooth in there, right? Yeah. Well, she said you don't know what it feels like. And I thought, well, I'm missing a molar, you know? I'm missing a big giant molar here. So if I ever step on a rusty nail and get locked jaw and they cut a hole in the side of my mouth, then I would know how it feels. Right? And I walk around and I'm like, hey, what are you looking at? You've never seen a gap tooth? What? 14 out of 37 people have one of these. Did you know that? Do the math. It's all right. You guys are not not on board with that one, but I got more about that subject. So, um, and I was thinking if I had one of those, you know, I would have to wear like a surgical mask, you know, but it would be on the side, so people are like, hey, you're wearing it wrong, and I'll move it, and they go, you're you're wearing it right. You were, I was wrong. You were right. Could you cover it up? I'm like, all right, I'll cover it up. Wouldn't that be crazy? You know they said that uh, uh, beauty in the face is symmetry. Have you heard this? All right. So if I want to be beautiful, then I would have to cut another hole in the side of my left mouth. 
you know? I'm like, I'm settling down. I'm trying to find a family. Get a dog. Maybe one who'll lick me in the holes. <laughs> Wouldn't that be cool? You get a dog and the tongue goes all the way over and you go, wow, that dog's tongue is so long. <laughs> you catch it over here and he's stuck and you're like, hey, take a picture. I can only hold this slippery tongue for like 10 seconds because you got a strong tongue. <laughs> yeah, you guys ever think of that stuff? No? <laughs> All right, uh, more on mouths. I got an idea for a tattoo, okay. It's a perfect idea for a tattoo. It's the shape of a mouth on the back of your knee so that when you're walking, it looks like you're chewing. And then you go, what is he chewing on? And then he goes, what is it? I'm like, well, you gotta look at the other leg to find out, but it's wearing pants today, so sorry. You wear shorts and pants? According to what I just said, yeah. <laughs> Sure, I wear. How do you do? I don't know. I was playing poker once, and this guy had glasses on, and this other guy had glasses, sunglasses, but he had a hood on, right? So I'm like, well, why don't I just, you know, do what they do and go all in and then hide another table, you know? I'm like, hey, uh, is it safe for me to come out? Have you guys? Is my voice giving it away? Is my voice giving away my hand? Oh. I think we should just wear a Jason mask. Fuck it. Just give everybody a Jason mask. You have one, you have one. We're all fair. It's all fair now, right? Can I wear sunglasses underneath the Jason mask? All right, you can wear fucking sunglasses underneath the Jason mask. Okay, you can do that. <laughs> all right, here's another idea, guys. Now, you know, some people wear hats, right, and it keeps away the sun. And some people wear hats to keep away the uh, cold. Now, a king's hat is pointy and sharp. What's he trying to keep away? Right? He's trying to keep your grubby hands off his money so he rams you. <laughs> So, yeah. you ever do? Because hey, it's a sharp. You I, I think one day there must have been a king that rammed so hard that the crown got stuck in the guy's gut. You know, and he came home and goes, "Honey, we're rich, <laughs> but you gotta wait till I die because you're not selling me like this. <laughs> you're not selling me like that. All right, all right. Hey, uh, uh, here's an idea I had. Uh, I'm, uh, this is, I'm gonna get a hooker." And then I'm going to get a chair, and then I'm going to kill the hooker, and then I'm going to sit and think about what I did. No, I wouldn't kill a hooker. A man who has not lost his virginity will not kill a hooker. No? Wow. <laughs> Next time, I'm a, I, I know what I did wrong. Next time, I'm going to put that hooker joke at the beginning. <laughs> dig myself in a big hole, and then have some time to dig myself out. <laughs> All right, guys, you guys have been wonderful. Wow, guys, give it up for Dwat. A master, a master of hypothetical comedy is what I would call that. Um, dude, just out of curiosity, what were the what were the prompts that you wrote on your hand to like guide you through those? I was just like, like just give us a bit of like what that was was. <laughs> word no that was i i just love how your bitch i got an idea <laughs> it's like a lot of uh anyway guys dwat everyone yeah see you man uh guys your next comic sitting right there he has some ideas give it up for matthew quirk thank you thank you uh by the way somebody uh somebody fucking tracked dwat i mean a 37 year old virgin is exactly who would kill a hooker in my humble opinion, what's in that backpack, dude? What the fuck? 
So anyway, uh, time for your weekly political update. You guys know me, right? We're fucked. We are fucked. There you go. Trump making positive moves for us in the world trade thing going on this weekend. He said he wants, he wants, to, uh, he wants to make, you know, open the America for business. So we're open for business, which means you guys are all sold. You guys are all sold for business. That's what that means. All sold. So what, steel third? What's going on, guys? Anywho, you guys aren't sport ball people, so let me move on. You're more, you're more the political types. So hey, recently Trump was taking full credit for all the airline safety going on during his administration. Uh, I don't know, I think that's arrogant. I think we can give credit to one person for all the current state of airline safety. Wouldn't it be Osama bin Laden? <laughs> Clearly he's the guy, right? So anywho, uh, you guys are uh, too hard on Trump about a lot of things. I mean, I know he misspoke the other day. Uh, it's pronounced Chitole countries. Chitole. It's a political term. It means if this distraction doesn't work, break out a blonde chick. Too real? Stormy Daniels? Nothing? Prostitute with hush money? Nobody? Evangelicals forgiving him? It's hot stuff, guys. Anyway, so yeah, uh, I also think you snowflakes are being too hard on him. I, I agree with Trump with that shithole statement, actually. We should have been able to curse on TV long ago. That's just something we should grow up and do. Anyway, so Trump is one of those, uh, you know, he's one of those do-nothing presidents, right? Uh, you guys missed the genius of that. If he was one of those do-something presidents, we'd be at war right now with the rogue nuclear state of Hawaii. He would have pressed that button, guys. He's a birther. He believes Hawaii is another country. Too real. So anyways, yeah, I just got one question for all those Hawaiians. Where the fuck were they running to? This island. Where were they running from nuclear war? Nobody? Anyway. So, moving on. As you guys know, uh, there's recently been a real stir-up in the news that affects me personally. Uh, apparently, ICE is really, really doubling down on this deportation thing. Mm -hmm. And uh, now they've started deporting Irish people. Yeah, that strikes close to my heart. I've, I've had to start carrying around papers. I'm at those work sites all the time. It's dangerous, man. And you know they're profiling us by the color of our skin. The freckles on our face. That was a sneeze. He wasn't laughing. <laughs> so anyway, it's just making me double down on my political movement that has gone fallow recently. Ginger Lives Matter. Hashtag Ginger Lives Matter. Thank you. I got a half black clap for that one. <laughs> <laughs> All 
I'll allow a certain poetic license with that one. You let the let the viewer. So anyway, yeah, ginger lives matter. I'm talking about the other red meat. You guys aren't for that one? Shit, that's usually a good for a giggle. Anyway, I know there's a lot of hashtag lives matter out there. And it's easy to get confused. But most of that's just a struggle for acceptance. With the gingers, we're actually struggling for our very survival. They recently tried to get a meeting of all the gingers at Dolores Park on Saturday. Do you know how fucking sunny it gets at Dolores Park? They were trying to wipe us out. So stay woke out there, people. All right, thank you, Muni. Guys, give it up for Matthew. Also, give it up for Mutiny, the only open mic where if you don't feel like listening to the comic, you can listen to other comics piss. So, uh, <laughs> it's equally as entertaining sometimes. Guys, your next comic, um, you know, she was banned briefly, but we, we sort of made up, and I'm happy to welcome her back to the stage. Uh, again, one of the pre-sign spots that did not show up on time, uh, thus uh, proving that pre-signs are, in fact, destroying San Francisco comedy. Guys, give it up. For the very funny, she runs a room over at Mission Hill on Mondays. It's very fun. Give it up for Tracy Nguyen. Thanks, James. Um, uh, don't. If a sex toy is advertised as being velvety, don't buy it. It's porous and therefore uh, spreads STIs very easily. I don't know this from personal experience. I learned this from a gaggle of gays last night at a RuPaul's Drag Race All-Stars viewing party. No one knows that at all in this room. That's okay. Been very curious about what it's like to fuck a man in the ass or penetrate him in the rear, whatever, for clean comics. Um, I... I propositioned my boyfriend. Okay, here's why I want to do this. It's like a proxy for shooting a gun. Do you feel like that's like, I don't want to actually shoot a gun. So this is like the closest thing I could do. Anyways, I propositioned my boyfriend and he asked why. And I tried to make up a story and all I could think of was the Vietnam War. Um, that was an incredible loss of power for an entire nation of people. Over three million people died, half of whom were civilians. Half a million women were forced into prostitution because unemployment was over 60%. These are statistics. These are genocide figures, by the way. I don't know if you guys understand the magnitude but anyway, um, that is the reason I gave for wanting to fuck him in the ass. Once, one time. And he still wasn't into it. Um, there just aren't a lot of VR games out there that simulate this kind of activity for women in particular. And I've looked, I've searched. I went to Japan to look for this shit, okay? Um, 
they have different sizes of kids you can fuck, but they don't have like a lumberjack with like a big ass beard and a flannel shirt you can fuck. And I would need to get a harness, a dildo with haptic feedback, um, a butthole flashlight, an audiovisual setup just to simulate the female version of essentially a first person shooter game. So that's a lot of equipment to invest in. And I was explaining this to my boyfriend. I was like, I could just use my finger. I can just use my finger. And he was still not into it. I don't, I've been telling this tired ass pegging joke for a while now. I don't know, I have a show tonight, so I was like, maybe I'll break that out. Um, What I really want to talk about is, like, Ted Danson. Do you guys know who Ted Danson is? Of Cheers fame? I was looking at, like, a side-by-side, like, Ted Danson from Cheers and then Ted Danson now, and I was like, wow. The Ted Danson from Cheers, like, you would not trust with your dog. He looks like a Neanderthal. He's like the guy singing, like, if you like piña coladas, you know, he's like that guy. The Ted Danson now is like someone you would get investment advice from. You know, he looks like a silver fox. I don't know, it's just, you know, men age better than women. That's, I don't know where I'm going with that. Um... Um, hey, like, when does this, when does this, like, process, uh, when does this, like, get to a point where it's, like, more enjoyable for you guys? (laughs) Just wondering. I don't know. All right, uh, you've been great. Guys, once again, Tracy Nguyen. The only girl I've ever uh, done anal with uh, was British. And and if me and my dad still talked, I would have called him and been like, Dad, I got one back for Kenya, all right? I did this for the motherland. Um, All right, guys, your next comic. um, Him and I, we've been on some, like, odd shows together, I feel. Namely, that that one podcast. Uh, So, yeah, we should do it again. Uh, Guys, very funny. You'll see him all over. Give it up for Bryce Drusen. Thanks, James. Hey, James, when you were when you when you were having anal sex with a British chick, were you like uhuru, uhuru? That's a that's an inside Kenyan joke, right? Like I said, did I say it right? Okay. I thought you'd be more impressed with me knowing that. <laughs> oh, all right, guys. Um. You know what I don't like about uh, San Francisco? Well, Bay Area in general. All these nerds appropriating the word engineer. Like, no, you guys aren't engineers. Like, the Golden Gate Bridge, right? That was built and designed by engineers. Like, Transamerica Pyramid, built by engineers. 
Angry Birds, built by a fucking bunch of... I was going to say nerds. I need to come up with a better word than that. Nerds sounds just like weak. I need to come up with computer guys. Dweebs. Yeah, maybe dweebs. Maybe dweebs. Maybe dweebs. Um, you know, uh, when people uh, get defensive about, like, uh, people with the Confederate flag, they get defensive about, like, oh, you know, my... My uh, ancestors, they didn't own slaves, right? Most people in the South didn't own slaves. That's true, right? Most people that fought for the Confederacy in the Civil War did not own slaves. But, like, they're saying it, like, as, like, this, like, great thing. But, like, I don't know. I just think it makes them look really stupid. It's like, so why were you fighting, you bunch of idiots? (laughs) Like, if you're not even good at... Slavery's a horrible thing, but, like, if you're going to fight for it, like, have some skin in the game, right? I mean, that's the thing about, like, the people you see waving the Confederate flag today. It's like, uh, like, you'd be too poor to even afford a slave. So why are you getting all <laughs> fucking bent out of shape about this? Um, I think uh, Duat told the, told the uh, dead hooker joke, right? Classic dead hooker joke. Uh, I think every time uh, someone tells a dead hooker joke, they, they should have to then uh, tell the same dead hooker joke except instead of the word hooker they should have to use uh a woman with hopes and dreams right because that would be because they're people they're people right um how about this opioid opioid situation you guys hear about this crisis people addicted to painkillers you know and it used to be like man we as a country we have to do something about this opioid situation then I threw my back out like real bad. And now I'm like, man, like we as a country have to do something about this me not having any opioid situation. But that's the way we are about a lot of stuff, right? Like I feel like we condemn something until we get into a different situation where now maybe we perspective changed a little bit. Because like everyone loves to shit on lawyers. Lawyers are all scum defending their dirtbag clients, getting them off on some technicality. But, like, if you've ever been arrested for something you've done, like, then your tune changes a little bit, right? You're like, does anyone know the phone number to a scumbag lawyer? Because I'm totally guilty, and the only way I'm going to get off is on some technicality. Uh, anyone, Anyone ever get that Chinese cupping therapy? Uh, they, yeah, they, they, they light a match under this like glass jar and they put it on your back. It sucks up your skin. And, uh, my girlfriend got that done and, uh, you know, it leaves those big welts afterwards and she comes home, took her shirt off and I'm like, uh, have you been having an affair with a squid? Like, looks like you just fucked a squid. <laughs> All right. I'm, like, more looking at this joke list, like, out of, uh, I don't know. Like, I see the jokes. I'm just looking at them <laughs> longer to delay. Yeah, I'm going to get off stage. Thank you. Guys, give it up for Bryce. Um, all right, we're going to have to fire through these comics because we have Ashton Tate's extra special 25-minute set. Just 20. Oh, just 20? Okay. All right, cool. That that makes things easier for me. Um, guys, your next comic, 
um, one of the most handsome uh, comics in the Bay Area. Give it up for Ian Levy. Hey, um, I went on a uh, I went on a date uh, recently, and it went so well that she. Uh, is no longer returning my text messages, so I'm feeling very good about that. And I told a friend about this, and my friend said, well, you know, on the bright side, uh, now you can write a fun little comedy routine about being ghosted. And I thought about it, I was like, oh, you know, I uh, would rather have a girlfriend. I would rather have someone who loves me and cares about me, uh, and someone I could tell about my day. Like, the difference is like a ha-ha-ha-ha, you know, like a bit, or someone, the feeling of someone hugging me from behind. Just, mm, ha-ha-ha, mm. Those are the, that's the, uh, that's, those are my thoughts on that. Uh, I, <laughs> that's what I'm going for, the sympathy. Um, I, uh, I find uh, the expression, uh, I brought you into this world and I can take you out of it, uh, is a very intimidating thing to say to one of your children, uh, but a hilarious thing to say to your mailman. I wrote that. I was like, that's funny. Probably a tweet, but okay, sure. <laughs> that's fine. Um, I, I think my friends take sports too seriously. I, uh, I had a friend recently uh, lost the winning shot of a, of a game. He, he missed the shot that, that would have won the game. Uh, and he quoted uh, an Eastern uh, death haiku, uh, which goes, uh, do not mourn me. He looked right at me in my eyes and said, do not mourn me. Uh, for I fall a shooting star into the next life. Uh, and I said, we are playing beer pong. So that feels a little not on the right level. That's a bit much. It's a bit intense. I don't, uh, I don't smoke, but I wish I did. I do not because I think smoking is good, but I think it's a good uh, way to strike up conversations with people outside of bars, particularly women. Uh, so now what I've started doing, you know, ask if they have a light. So now what I've started doing uh, I haven't started smoking. I've just started carrying a sparkler with me at all times. Uh, so now I can approach strange women and go, uh, excuse me, do you have a light? Uh, do you come here often? Is that a, you know. Um, um, I, uh, I like, uh, James gave me a good intro, James gave me a good intro, but I think the best intro I, I've ever gotten, or not the best, but the most memorable intro I've ever gotten, is someone once said to me, uh, this next comic seems uh, like he was homeschooled. Uh, and what that particular host did not know uh, is that I actually was homeschooled. That is a real thing. I'm trying to fit in as best as I can, uh, and I'm doing something horribly wrong. I don't know. People sniff it out on me, right? They seem like, ah, this guy spent most of his life barefoot and wearing macaroni necklaces. Yeah, got me, right? <laughs> um, it's a it's a weird thing. My parents actually. Uh, I went to uh, I went to a uh, preschool. Uh, and I crushed that shit. I did super well. I was a valedictorian of my preschool class. Uh, and then I went to kindergarten, uh, and I failed. I, I actually failed kindergarten. Uh, it was too much for me. I was like, I have to learn colors and letters. I'm like, ah! Oh! And then, um, yeah. So that was my hot take on that. Um, okay, I'll just give up the rest of my time. Thanks. <laughs> Thank you.
Give it up for Ian, guys. Give it up for Ian. Um, moving right along. Your next comic came all the way from New York. Is that what I heard? Wow, that's amazing, guys. Uh, all the way to, from New York to Mutiny, Legendary Mutiny Radio. Um, what an exciting trip. Guys, give it up for Lily Michelle. Thanks, guys. I have to pee so bad, but I don't want you all to hear me, so I'm just going to hold it in for two hours until I go home. <laughs> Um, I'm brown, by the way. I'm not like the fun brown. I'm not, thank you. I'm not the brown you'd want to do tequila shots with. I'm the brown that's destroying humanity. Yes, I'm Middle Eastern. Um, being brown's really fun because we're not cool enough to be black and we're not privileged enough to be white. And everyone hates us because some psycho cult keeps attacking humanity. And I don't want to talk about my cousins in a negative way. I just wish I got like some sort of benefit for being brown. Like, Call me and let me know when the next bomb's gonna drop, or just like call me back, really. I miss you guys. Um, being brown's kind of like being in a high school cafeteria. My only two options are the IT crowd or the Unabombers. It's like, obviously, I'm gonna pick the Unabombers. I'm not a fucking nerd, even though I have this mustache. Uh, <laughs> yeah, what did I wanna work on? Uh, yeah, it's a rite of passage when a brown, her get, brown girl gets her first mustache. And I remember it like it was yesterday. All the elderly women gather and celebrate this coming of age, kind of like a bat mitzvah, except there's no DJ or party. We do have a chair. We don't get like lifted up in it. We just get like forcefully strapped down into it and experience like the most traumatic and painful hair removal process of our lives. But that was my ninth birthday and I wouldn't change it for the world. Um, two of my favorite national holidays just passed, National Dog Day. We get to appreciate all the dogs of the world and 9-11, where we get to appreciate a job well done. I'm <laughs> uh, just kidding. It wasn't a job well done. Uh, we missed the Pentagon, but next time. Uh, so I kind of have an exotic look. I kind of look like Princess Jasmine if she had a drug problem and daddy issues, except my daddy issues revolve around my dad being a closeted homosexual still married to my mom. And as my Freudian fate has it, I exclusively date closeted homosexuals. I don't know what it is about gay men, especially the closeted ones. They're just like so hot to me. Um, I think it's because they're like a fun James Bond. They kind of like love to party but can't help but hide who they truly are. Um, or I just love a manicured brow. I'm not really sure. Uh, yeah, it's nothing new. I had a Ricky Martin calendar when I was five years old and I was a part of that 1% that didn't know Lance Bass was gay. It was fun, it was a good time. The only difference is that Lance Bass and Ricky Martin strutted out the closet in a way my father never could. And um, the best part about dating gay men is that they like actually respect women, it's so fun. Uh, they won't like touch you inappropriately or like touch you at all, which is just so refreshing. Uh, <laughs> my favorite part is when you get in bed with them and you like, you're getting excited, you cuddle up and then they whisper those three magical words to you don't touch me. You're like, no, that's cool. I'm so excited to just be lying here next to you. What an honor. Thank you so much. Uh, what else? The good news is that I'm getting better at spotting hidden gays. The bad news is that they're still my dad. Um, and I'm sure you're all wondering why I would knowingly get in bed with a gay man. I don't know. Why do girls always date their dads? It's just, I'm a daddy's girl. What can I say? I love drugs. Do you guys like drugs? 
drugs are the best. Drugs are like the true candy of life. They're really, really amazing. My favorite drugs are Adderall and weed, and what I like to do is take an Adderall, smoke a little weed, and murder my pussy with my vibrator until it's numb. Nothing makes me feel more alive. Um, basically what I'm saying is that there are two kinds of people in the world, fun people or sober people, and I prefer to be fun. And I wanted to do another joke, but I don't have time. So thanks, guys. Guys, give it up for Lily. Um, and just as a reminder uh, to all the comics who wanted to try more material, you would have been able to do it, but Ashton has to do, again, once again, 20 minutes of material. So I guess fuck that guy. Uh, it's going to be less. Okay, we're no. We'll, we'll get you your. You know, we'll make it happen, guys. Your next comic, um, I would. He he's a he's a role model and a mentor for me. Give it up for Greg Gettle. Hello. Um, so last comic was had. I was talking about her dad potentially being gay, and it made me start thinking of gay jokes that I have. <laughs> That's what you do. And I was at a, I was at a Starbucks probably about a month ago, and I was. Get, right, getting ready to order a coffee, and this homeless guy—he must have gotten kicked out before I showed up. Because when I walked in, everybody was fine. And then this homeless guy comes in. He's like, "I hope everybody in this fucking Starbucks died. You're all fucking faggots. I hope you. I hope you all burn hell. Fuck you, faggots." And then he ran out. And then he came back in about 30 seconds later. He's like, "Hey, I just want to let you know when I called you fucking faggots, I wasn't talking about gay people. They're pretty cool." <laughs> And then he just walked out. And I remember, because like everybody was like, this guy is so fucking crazy. And I was like, it's crazy that this guy's more woke than my own father. <laughs> yeah. I don't know, man. Is, is anyone, does anyone, I was, I don't know, grandparents, did anyone, was anyone close to their grandparents growing up? You were? That's, are they still around? Ah, man, me, me too, man. And, uh, and I, wasn't, I wasn't thinking about it until... I was walking by the senior apartment building and it said, now leasing senior apartments. And I was like, ah, oh, shit, that's fucking depressing, right? Because th all that sign is saying is, hey, somebody just died. Because <laughs> like, old, I don't know if you know this about old people. Uh, they really don't move from one senior apartment to the next. Uh, their family kind of just forces in, them into one. <laughs> and then they die. So yeah, so I was thinking about my dead dead grandparents, and, and, and like I wasn't close with my grandparents, so it makes me sad uh, that I wasn't close to them because they're dead. I'm never gonna get that time back with them. And on Facebook, it reminded me that my dead grandma it would have been her 93rd birthday. It's a great way to wake up. Yeah, there's my dead grandma smiling. Cool. And so like I was like, you know what, Greg? I was kind of like, you know, I'm I'm gonna like try to like, even though she's not around, I'm gonna be like, you know, I'm gonna I'm gonna send her a message. So I, I wrote on her wall, it's like. Happy birthday, Grandma. Wish you were here. And I sent it, and, like, I don't believe in ghosts or spirits or anything like that. But, like, when I sent that message, I felt like my grandma was still here with me. Because when I posted it, she liked the post. I don't, have you ever forgot that you have one grandparent still alive? <laughs> yeah, like I said, we're not close. <laughs> <clears throat> what are you gonna do? The only reason why I'm at this mic is because I, I I'm fighting with my girlfriend and I <laughs> yeah she's like oh like she had plans and her plans canceled she's like oh so we can hang out tonight and I was like 
no, I'm doing comedy. And uh, <laughs> here I am. So you don't want a girlfriend. It's the worst. You, <laughs> you don't. You don't. I'm telling you. I used to think like that. I used to think I wanted a girlfriend. And I like, I remember I was I would talk to girls at bars. And I remember one girl specifically, I like went up to her. And she was like a group of four or five friends. And I went up to one of them. And I was like talking with her. And then the bigger one in the group, Chelsea, was like, can't us girls have a girl's night out and not get hit on? And I said, no. <laughs> Cause it's a bar. It's not a, you know, this isn't a safe place. It's a bar. This is where like that shit goes down. And like, that was not a popular opinion. So I went outside to go smoke a cigarette as, as you do. And when I was smoking a cigarette and I was just fucking pissed about these, this, this conversation I just had with these women and I, and I'm smoking a cigarette. While I'm smoking a cigarette, a guy comes up to me and he's like, Hey man, can I get a cigarette? And I was like, nah, man, like I only got a couple left. He's like, no worries. And then he walked away. And then I was like, fuck, those girls, I, I got to go back in there. I got to fucking win. I got to win them back. You know, this is bullshit. When I'm smoking a cigarette, a lady com comes up to me and she, and, and, and then she's like, hey, can I get a cigarette? I was like, I only, I don't really got that many left. You know what I mean? And so she walked away and I was like, fuck, okay, I, I really got to get back to the, I really got to get back to these ladies. And then that fuck, you remember Chelsea, the big girl, she comes out she's like, hey, can I get a cigarette? I said, can't us cigarette smokers have one cigarette and not get bothered? <laughs> And then we cried and held each other. That's all I got, guys. Bye-bye. Guys, give it up for Greg. Um, guys, your next comic he has been... Uh, I've never seen him. He's been... Way, uh, although, I think we're uh, Facebook friends, eh? Oh, did we? Oh, this is awkward. Um, when did we... W w how long ago? Oh... Well, guys, I don't have much of an excuse here other than I'm always hammered at Grand Green and I am sober now. So, Janesh, it is my, with my sincere apologies. Guys, give it up for Janesh Rolan. I've been uh, interviewing for different jobs lately and I realized that the job interview process is super strange because it's the only place where you lie even more than on a first date. Saying you're proficient as at Excel is like the job interview equivalent of like, yeah, I'm, I think I'm ready for commitment. I kind of want that Tinder for jobs though, where, you know, you're just like, we both know why we're really here. I need some money and you need someone to fuck the shit out of these financial models. I think uh, being a SF, I meet a lot of vegans. They're really interesting people because it's a group that proselytizes even more than Mormons do. I was walking past a Whole Foods and this vegan was like, hey, man, have you seen the light? Being vegan is way healthier. And I was like, then why do you look so close to death? And he goes, sir, that's rude. I was like, no, this is rude. And I slapped the clipboard out of his hands, moved back five feet. He tried to punch me, but he missed and he fainted. He doesn't have the energy for a fight. So I left a carton of eggs next to his body and I was like, eat these and we'll rematch in a week. A lot of people getting mad at the NFL over people kneeling, uh, these players kneeling during the national anthem. 
And the thing is, I support the kneeling partially because of the injustice and partially because the national anthem is boring as fuck. Like, if you want people to stand, you need a Migos remix to the national anthem. Thank you, James. That's what I want. Where they're like, through the perilous fight, beat them. Or the ramparts we watch, GoPro. We're so gallantly streaming, offset. And the rocket's red glare, we got shooters. It'd be the only national anthem you could play at strip clubs, and it's like, yeah, this seems right. It'd be amazing. So uh, I was doing sex on this girl recently, and uh, thank you. And it was unprotected because alcohol leads to bad decisions. And we're about halfway there. We're 30 seconds in. And then she whispers in my ear, hey, I want you to come inside me. And then I realized we were really only five seconds away. And we finish, and the next morning, she didn't take her birth control. I'm freaking the fuck out, but I think of a solution. I'm like, you know what? I'm going to cook some breakfast. And I scramble the eggs, and I crush a month's supply of Plan B and just pour it into the eggs. But the issue is I put it in both our breakfasts, so it's been a really emotional week for me. All right, that's all I got for this week. Thanks. Give it up for Janesh. All right, moving right along, guys. Your uh, second to last comment. Get up for Jose. What's up, guys? Um, so we, we're living in weird times where I feel like everyone's so easily offended by everything. And uh, in, in these tough times, I'm trying not to be offended by stuff. You know, just little stuff. But you know when something happens where it's so offensive... And you think to yourself, fuck, that was offensive. I went to the world market the other day, and uh, my buddy told me they, they have good beer selection over there. So I go the, over there, and uh, I go to the alcohol section. I get myself a nice little beer, and uh, I go up to the cashier. And uh, the first thing she does, she looks at me from head to toe, and she says, do you know how much this costs? I'm like, what the fuck? In my mind, I'm thinking, like, why would she say that? But at the same time, I'm not really trying to be offended. So I'm like, oh, yeah, I saw the price tag. Thanks. And uh, I give her the pass. Next thing you know, um, I'm just sparking conversation with her. And uh, I'm trying to spark a little conversation. I'm, I'm like, that's so weird. You guys have the, the alcohol all in the corner. You would never know that you sell alcohol. And then this white girl voice, she just says, oh, it's so people don't steal it. Again, I'm like, what the fuck? Should I really be, should I just take it personally or should I just, just calm down, smile? I take it lightly, but the thing that broke the camel's back was she gives me this $10 beer in a fucking plastic bag. And that, that to me, that was the deal breaker. Everything else I could have passed by, it was fine, but I think the paper bag was the thing that most offended me. Uh, but I didn't really do shit. I just left the store and I was like, okay, fuck it. I should have done this, this, and this. Um, yeah, <laughs> that was uh, my trip to World Market. Um, I'm learning that I'm not the master of my own universe, not even my dreams. I had a dream the other day. I was surrounded by zombies. Uh, I knew it was a dream, and uh, I thought to myself, hell yeah, this is a dream. This is like every person's dream, VR for free. And I'm thinking to myself, okay, I want a machine gun. Machine gun. I think of a machine gun, I get a fork. 
I get fucking killed by all these zombies. I'm like, fuck, game over. I wake up, I try drink, going back to sleep, nothing happens. Um, <laughs> okay, uh, let me see. I'm figuring out that I'm losing all my shame. Uh, another man saw me take a shit the other day. And uh, the way, it's fine. People come in on you all the, like, it's happened before, you know, but the way I reacted was, I was like, fuck, I'm learning a lot about myself. He, he, see, he saw me take a shit, but I didn't, I didn't do anything. I just, I didn't hide my dick. I looked at him. He looked at me. He's like, oh, shit. And I just like, okay. <laughs> and I continued being on my phone. So I'm losing my shame, unfortunately. Um, yeah, <laughs> okay. And that's it. <laughs> Thank Guys, give it up for Jose. Give it up. The moment we've all been waiting for has arrived. Guys, your headliner. You've seen him all over. You know him. You love him. What What more is there to say about Ashton Tate, ladies and gentlemen? Give it up. Wow. You did stop. Cool. Good to be here. Uh, you know, I used to always think it was like uh, the sound of water that made you have to pee. Who knew it was just the sound of comedy? It's, it's cool. I'm going to start doing that. Um, good to be here. You guys ever uh, try and go to brunch and then you see the lines really long, but then you realize it's just the women's march? <laughs> Do that. Oh, man. I don't know. I just, it's like... Um, I kind of, I don't, I, I didn't go to the last one, you know, because I saw, like, friends invited me, but then I saw their photos of the girls I know holding up posters, and it's like, they tell me their opinions anyway. Why would I need to, like, I'm not going to watch a trailer for a movie that I'm going to see, you know what I mean? I'll just find out later this year. Um, cool. Nobody's drinking. You guys ever uh, play that drinking game where you watch a movie, but you have to take a sip whenever you remember you're by yourself? Ever do that? Good during Home Alone. Um, I was uh, watching TV the other week. I was watching Jeopardy. Watched an entire episode. Didn't get a single answer right. I feel like at that point, you're really just watching the news. Um, it was so bad that I was answering questions during the commercials just to see if I could get that right. You know, they had an ad for Viagra. They said, what's the worst thing than not being able to get an erection? And I was like, what is having one at Best Buy? <laughs> Um, gotta, you know, I gotta pause, let the audience catch up. You don't, you know, like when a movie, when the crowd's laughing too hard and you don't get to hear the next thing. That's, uh, I imagine what it's like at this guy's basement who's listening right now. Um, I, uh, growing up, my dad would take me into the garage and show me how to work on his car. And as an adult, I'm learning he was just teaching me how to avoid my mom. He would always tell me, Ashton, marriage is worth more than gold. And now he's like, Ashton, as your roommate, let's, let's go do something. He was a pretty tough guy. Like, I um, I, uh, I wanted to, I had an easy bake oven, you know, and he didn't like, he thought that wasn't manly. I was like, look, I won't put frosting on the cupcakes, all right? We'll just keep it there. But he still didn't think it was manly. He didn't like that it was painted pink, so he painted it blue. And uh, it's pretty, it's pretty ridiculous, you know. Even with my music, like when I was a kid, I honestly wanted to listen to Pink, but he said I could only listen to Blue Man Group, because uh, he said that's the only boy band where every member's straight. And 
Yeah. His his words were like, you can't if you don't have hair, you can't frost the tips. And I think I think he's right. I think he was right. Um, one of my friends just got married. We can tell these people they can come on in. Tell tell them there's a comedy show. If they'd like. Who's he? I just, oh, okay, cool. Hey, how's it going? Good evening. It's really great to see you. Um, I was just talking about my friend who just got married. Um, that's Ian's book. He's going to need that later. Uh, Ian's single. All right, cool. <laughs> you guys missed his set. Um, so are either of you two married? No? That's cool. Uh, one of my friends just got married. He said that he knew that she was the one because when they first met, they made such strong eye contact. So he asked me when's the strongest moment I made eye contact and I thought about it. I was like, probably when someone helped me move a really heavy couch. That's when I knew my dad was the one. Good guy. Uh, I remember in high school, that was the first time I kissed a girl. And up until that moment, I had watched a lot of romantic movies. And in the movies, the male lead will always kiss a female lead with his eyes wide open. And then after that, say something really romantic. So I was like, I'll just try the eyes open part and see how that works. And, and the girl was like, what are you looking at? And I was like, your soul. Don't get on the plane. And she didn't. Cool. Um, it's a pretty romantic city. I was at the Golden Gate Bridge. I saw this couple kiss one another, lock lips. And uh, this guy from France walked up to them. And he was like, that what is so beautiful. Can I take a picture? I am from Paris. And then they let him take the picture. But I feel like that only happened because he was from France, you know? Like, if it had been me, they would have said no. Right? If I walked up and I was like, hey, guys, that was really hot. Um, I was just watching from those bushes. Is it cool if we make a video of you guys doing that again? It's not weird. I'm from Jacksonville, Florida. It's not weird. Uh, last time I was in Jacksonville, I stayed at a motel, and the room I was staying in was supposedly haunted because a man hung himself there a couple of months before. But to me, it's like, why would you believe in a ghost if he doesn't believe in himself? I don't know. Um... I do. I'll tell you guys about the first time I ever got paid doing comedy. I was performing at a place that could only exist in Jacksonville, Florida. It was a restaurant next to a swamp called Whitey's. And uh, I was new to comedy. You know, I didn't know what to do like I do now. Clearly, like now, you know, I wasn't jumping around on stage like I do now and uh, doing all these cool characters and stuff. Uh, so I was like, I was, I was new, you know, I was trying to do a joke that related with the crowd. I said that uh, I don't support guns because I don't like carrying things. Uh, nobody laughed at the time. It's still not funny. It doesn't get better. And uh, except back then when no one laughed, it just looked like I was giving an anti-gun speech to this restaurant, you know, so I could see the manager start to come up to me. But before he could, another guy walked up and he was like, hey, I'll give you $50 to stop. And that was that was the first time I got paid doing comedy. It's pretty, pretty good. You know who's back in comedy now? Cosby. It's cool, right? Nah, it's not that cool. But uh uh, one good thing about it is if you see them at a comedy club now, they'll have a no drink minimum. I think that's save some money. I think that'll be good. Uh, right. Went to a symphony orchestra last weekend, which means I took a $90 nap. It's a good time. Uh, I am a little bit of a musician myself. I've been playing acoustic guitar for two weeks, uh, which means I know how to make any house party lose momentum. Pretty 
good. Like drugs make my music sound better, but just if you're outside doing them. <laughs> I uh, I don't really uh, smoke weed. A lot of my friends say that's why I don't like Bob Marley. I feel like you always hear that, like Bob Marley. It's better if you smoke weed. You don't hear that with like other music, you know. No one cares, and I'm like, dude, you haven't tried POD until you've tried them in cargo shorts. It's it's just me who thinks that. Uh, I don't know. If comedy doesn't work out, which it probably won't, I will probably get into magic. The Not the card game. That's even more of a dismal future. Then, um, yeah, I was trying to, like, figure out this uh, magic trick. I didn't know how to do it. So I watched a YouTube video of a, of a magician explaining it, and I realized the secret is to live with your parents. That's what that is. I like living in San Francisco. Pretty cool town. Been here four years. Who's been here the longest? Who's who's here over four years? How long have you? Oh, well, miss, what, what is your record? Ten years. Wow. I think you win. Uh, I think you win. Though. You should be the mayor. Um, I've been living here four. I've been living here four years. I've, I've noticed a lot of changes. You know, like I went into a Tesla store the other day, and I was like, "Hey, I remember when this used to be a Subaru dealership, a nice mom and mom business. Where are the Karens?" Um, that's cool. But I do like uh, one another thing I like about the city is a large Chinese culture. You know, there's a lot of Chinese people, so many that uh, you actually end up learning Mandarin if you live here long enough. She agrees. We agree. Uh, I didn't know this until I went to China recently, and I was able to go up to anyone and ask if they were done with their cans. Just came right out of me. Um, but I feel like people are uh, extra careful with what they say nowadays. Like I was at a party and uh, we were all hanging out in the living room, you know, and then this fly came into the living room and my friend was like, kill him or her, you know, which is weird because it's like, don't misgender her, but please murder her. I was wondering what the fly thought when he was getting killed. He's like, I'm a mosquito. You guys are blinded by your racism. I don't know. Um, I have seen a lot of girls around town that have uh, shirts that say, I woke up like this. I feel like it's a good message. You know, you're beautiful no matter how you look when you wake up. But um, whenever I see a guy wearing it, it feels kind of fake because it's like, if you believed in that message, you would have an erection. <laughs> Whose side are you on? Okay. Um, I was, uh, went to the club. My friend told me that apparently you can tell how good in bed a girl is based on how long she rides a mechanical bull. Uh feel like you can tell how good in bed my friend isn't based on how long he watches a girl ride a mechanical bull. He just kind of stands in the corner. That's his move. He was trying to show me recently that he lost weight by putting on clothes that he hadn't been able to fit into since high school. And I didn't know what to tell him because he was just wearing a scarf. Very uncomfortable. Wants to lose weight, but he can't afford a Fitbit. To me, I think you can just buy a normal watch because it says you're not losing weight when it stops fitting. That's the old time trick. My ex was a bigger gal, made Valentine's Day more romantic because it was easier for her to surprise me with gifts behind her back. I was like, oh, babe, how'd you know I wanted a Toshiba? Those are rare. But uh, her and I broke up because we got into different online colleges, so that's, that's good. Um, I'm not really good at Valentine's Day. Like, I didn't know that you should not close a girl's eyes before she opens her gift unless the gift is really good. You know? I was like, don't look, sweetheart. Okay, do, okay, now. It's a gift card. She was like, K? And I was like, no, it's from Kohl's. Which is surprisingly what every kiss ends on. 
It's a joke for the moms. Um, I do worry sometimes. Did that make sense? Kind of. Okay, cool. That was just new. Um, I do uh, worry. Do you guys? Did you guys have high expectations for what you're going to be? I'm sure in college or in high school you thought like, man, when I'm how old are you? Oh shit. Okay. Well, yeah, you got time to. Uh, yeah, you're doing great. I mean, if I was 21, I'd like to be here. I think. Uh, like one of my one of my friends in high school, he wanted to be a professional rollerblader, and uh, guess who now works at Sonic? That's he had high expectations. Um. I remember in uh, high school, there was like, well, basically, j I just remember there being like things that I love to do as a kid that I can't really do anymore. Like when I was a kid, I loved doing this to make truck drivers blow their horns, you know, but now when I do it, the drivers just think I'm really into fisting. It's, it's probably because I'm in a Mazda Miata. I don't know if that has anything to do with it, but maybe it does. Cool. I uh, got a book from the library recently. The guy who read it before me left notes in the margin, except they weren't helpful never seen that before like the author said in 1973 a hundred dollars was still a damn good buck and in the margin it just said yep uh and then the author said i knew i was at my lowest point in life when i slept with the dealer for cocaine and in the margin yeesh uh, i was trying to be more productive recently i decided to get a, a tantric sex audiobook uh it's just a guy saying i can't do this That's what that book is you guys uh, know the website Couchsurfing? You guys know that website? It's a, it's a website, if you don't know, where you host random people to stay on your couch because they're travelers, hopefully. Um, first guy who stayed at my house, I thought was going to be my age. His name was Sergio. He was from Spain, and he was 59 years old. So he slept on the couch with a blanket, and I slept with a desk against my door. A uh, couple hours later, he was like, where's the toilet paper? And I thought, don't fall for it. Not again. But if you ever meet people from other countries, they like to ask like your American opinion on things. Like he asked me, he was like, Ashram, what do you think about this stuff that's going on in Syria? What does it mean to be on America's side? I was like, that means you don't know where Syria is. Keep it simple. Um, a lot of my friends think college should be free. I remember when they made the first two years of community college free. I was like, that's great. But what about the remaining five? Gotta do something about that. Friends are cool. All right. They are cool. Um, you guys ever get in an argument with someone and they're like, oh, you wouldn't understand because you don't have kids? Because I used to think you could only say that if you had kids, but all it means is that the other person doesn't. You just have to be the first to say it, really. Yeah, I tried it. I was like, uh, miss, I'm guessing you don't understand because you don't have kids. She was like, you're right, but I'm still going to have to like charge you for this plastic bag. Doesn't Doesn't really help you. Um, if you guys ever uh, notice that the type of people who deny global warming the hardest are always the most sunburnt, kind of weird. A lot of people think the Prius is the best car for the environment. I think it's the Mazda Miata because uh, the couples who drive those can't have kids. We're having fun. I also noticed when I was down south that uh, you never um, see any attractive people wearing free hug shirts. You guys notice that, you know? like the shirt says free but the face says please it's a good time started taking viagra it's a long it's a medium story and um guys you guys know on the box for viagra it says if you have an erection lasting up to eight hours you should see your doctor do you guys think it's just because by seeing your doctor you lose the erection because uh my doctor's office was closed so i just looked at his picture online 
gone instantly. I don't know if I'll have to take Viagra when I'm older, probably, if I'm doing it now. But uh, I feel like dating will be cool when we're all older. Young crowd, so it's true. Uh, my grandma, she's 72. She's been single for seven years. And she's, uh, she told me, she was like, Ashton, dating is great at my age because I can see multiple men at the same time. And they never figure it out because all older men smell the same. Which is true. And uh, she said the closest she ever got to being caught, though, she was seeing one of those guys who had a walker, you know, with the, like, four peg things or whatever. Her other guy came home, and he was like, hey, whose tennis ball is this? I use a Spalding, and this says Wilson. Who the fuck's Wilson? Is that the guy from the grocery store? There's multiple of them. Um, okay. I was on the bus recently, and, oh, I forgot to say, speaking of granny, zuh. Uh, you guys, you guys know the granny shot in basketball? You guys know that? Not many people know the granddad shot. Um, it's the same thing except you tell your opponent why you don't trust Koreans. It's a grand, granddad shot. Um, can do it with any sport, really. It doesn't have to be basketball. Any sport. Uh, it's really good for golf. He was on the bus recently. Saw this uh, girl, she was with her boyfriend, and I knew it was her boyfriend because she was holding his crotch, and I didn't have anything to look at, so I was just watching that, and uh, she saw me looking at them, so for some reason, she winked at me, so uh, I tried to play it cool, you know, like I winked back and then grabbed another guy's crotch. <laughs> that was the bus driver, <laughs> and turns out that's how you get in the union. I didn't know that's how you get in the union, but that's what you do. Um, I think it's weird that a lot of girls say they enjoy long walks on the beach, yet they never ask out those guys with metal detectors. <laughs> it's just me and Carl out there. Um, recently ran into a girl that I haven't seen since high school, and she was still pregnant. <laughs> I was like, aw, 700 months. It's so cute. Okay, uh, I feel like you know you're in the friend zone when you're putting a condom on their boyfriend. <laughs> true. I've, uh, I've never done that, honestly. Uh, never done that. Never done bondage either. Never done bondage either. This is distracting for everyone. This is, everyone's so, this is something, something new. Um, I've never done bondage either, but one time I accidentally masturbated with my shoes tied together. I uh, told that to the guy who works at Foot Locker, and he was like, I think you should go to Crocs. <laughs> I'm just a ref. Um, I was hanging out with this girl recently. She was like, Ashton, I think we should just be friends. And I thought, a little role play, huh? Go get the Jenga. Cool. I was thinking recently, um, realized recently, Mariah, any fans of Mariah Carey's Love Don't Cost a Thing? Anyone like that song? Worst song to get a lap dance to. That's uh realize that. Okay. The uh, have you guys ever realized that uh, or thought about why the strippers who show up at your house are often dressed as cops? Have you guys ever thought about that? You know, I guess it's because you uh, don't want cops showing up at your house, so that's what makes it cool if they're taking off their clothes. But uh, I could think of someone I'd rather not be at my house more, and that'd be my landlord. <laughs> right? Like if there are landlord strippers, you know, his name's Mr. First of the Month. You can only make it rain in checks. And then he's dancing on you. He's like, all right, everybody, turn up the music, but not too loud. <laughs> all right. Um, I was, uh, my friend's a pretty good dancer. We were at the club. He has this move called the ambulance. Um, it's where you walk up to any single group of girls, and they just get out of the way. <laughs> it's pretty good. 
there's a another dance move called DDR. I don't know how many people know about the dance move DDR. It's uh, where you play Dance Dance Revolution at the mall with an old man who brought his own quarters. I used to play uh, Dance Dance Revolution at the mall when I was in high school. One time I was playing it and this girl saw me playing. She walked up. She was like, hey, Ashton, they say if you're good at dancing, you're probably good in the bedroom. And I was like, babe, I know. I have it set up there too. Cool. Uh, another game I liked back then was Grand Theft Auto. I love that game. Tried playing it recently as an adult, and I was like, these cops are just doing their job. How do you pull over? It's a pretty violent game, you know? Have you guys, you ever notice that whenever there's, like, something violent in the news, like a shooting, you know? The news will blame it on the way we make guns seem cool in male action movies. I think that's why we need more female action movies, you know? So instead of a guy being like, go ahead, make my day, it's more like, hold up, let me tell you about my day. <laughs> you know? Or like, ch -ch -ch, I'm your worst nightmare. It's more like, ch -ch -ch, I'm cold. <laughs> All right, thank you so much. My name's Ben Ashton. That has been me. Thank you for letting me uh, do my time. And uh, this means a lot for real. This is helping me. Um, I guess that concludes the show. Woo! Thank you so much Ash and have a good weekend. Tate, Ash and Tate. Everybody also clap for James Mara. What a king. Running that open mic like a champion. Ashton Tate being an awesome fellow and running his set before he goes to be famous in LA. Remember us all. We're the little people. Thanks so much to George D. Smith for running the boards. Those ones and twos. Love him forever. This has been... Happy hour open mic. Thank you so much for listening to it. Bye. The Internet Ocean has to offer you. I bet my peg leg on it. Or I ain't scurvy shit face McRat. <laughs>
Good evening there, my friends here at MutinyRadio.fm. Chester Cashcock here, and giving you my love and regard as well as movies over there. And uh, I just wanted to let you guys know that any time I go swimming in my vault of rare coins and piles and piles of filthy cash, I can't help but listen to Pamtastic's Comedy Clubhouse every Friday from 8 to 10 p.m. I mean, if anyone who knows anything about comedy knows that Pamtastic's books the best of San Francisco and beyond's underground comics. It's a great showcase, and they have a fun time at Pamtastic's Deep in the Mission District, where you can laugh off your tushy for a mere five dollars every Friday to 10 p.m. And I laugh because five dollars, I mean, that's what I use to wipe my tushy with. So to laugh it off for a mere five dollars is indubitious. But if you can't make it to Mutiny Radio, well, don't even worry. Don't fret at all. You can simply download the podcast post-show and giggle in the comfort of anywhere, like your Aspen summer home on the mountain ridge with the kayak feeling. So then all you got to do is just go to podcastics.pcrcollective.org slash comedy clubhouse, or you can listen live every Friday from 8 to 10 p.m. as your host Pam Benjamin brings you the best comedy from San Francisco and beyond the universe. And what's better than the universe? It's a cash cock, honey. (laughs) Well, hello, boys and girls. You know what a password is. That's a secret word.